Of all the things that St. Peter saw and experienced that would clearly illustrate the majesty of God and the truth of the gospel, in his second letter, he chooses to talk about the transfiguration of the Lord. I find this very curious. Because if I were St. Peter, and I were trying to convince you of the gospel, I would say, I once had breakfast with a man who rose from the dead. He made me fish. The man who was dead came to me and made me breakfast. I saw his empty tomb. I saw him ascend into heaven. Why then does St. Peter share with the early church his experience on Mount Tabor with Jesus, John, and James. What is significant about this? If we look at it from the eyes of faith, we see that in our own lives, there are moments that were seemingly ordinary, where we were doing the things that we normally do, when all of a sudden, God came into our life and touched our heart. In faith, we believe that because of who God is, because of the transcendence and imminence of His power, that every moment is filled with the potential to be life-changing and earth-shattering. And if we look into our own lives, we can point to those moments where maybe it was one day we came to Mass thinking about anything and everything else, where Jesus truly revealed Himself to us in a new or profound way. Or maybe we were out doing the work of Christian charity and service to the poor and to those who are in need when we, for the first time in our life, saw the face of Christ. Yes, we can point to the important moments in our faith journey, our baptism, our confirmation, reception of First Holy Communion, perhaps the day you got married or, the child, uh, or your first child or any of your children were born. Those are all transcendent moments. But what St. Peter is pointing out in his second letter is that Jesus reveals himself to us fully, and to me he did, in the ordinary exercise of life with him. Spending time with Jesus, going with him when he calls, doing simple things with him, and all of a sudden, boom, he is transfigured before us. These are the eyes of faith that we're called to cultivate. And so we must look into our own lives and say, where were those moments where I came to realize a deeper truth, have a deeper faith in the Lordship of Jesus Christ? Or maybe he just simply touched me with his light and with his love. In my own life, I can point to a lot of different moments where it seemed like it was a very ordinary thing that changed my life forever. One of those moments was when I was in college. I, I spent a semester abroad, and at the end of the semester, I did a three- or four-week trip through Europe, and I was at, my first stop was Krakow, Poland, and I don't know a word of Polish, and I was lost, and I didn't know what was going. I was kind of homesick because I knew I was going to be away from my family for Christmas, and so I went to Sunday Mass, and I didn't understand a word of the Mass because it was in Polish. And yet, at the consecration, I knew that Jesus was there. I was doing what I had done every Sunday of my entire life, going to Mass. It was at a time in my life, where, in, in that particular time, where I was confused, where I wasn't really focused on the Lord, if I'm being honest. I was there because I knew I had to go to Mass, not because I had some devout or deep faith. And yet it was at that moment 
at that place, in that church, somewhere in Krakow, Poland. I couldn't even tell you what church it was. That God showed me something. What are those moments in your life? But not only what are those moments, those are important. How are you cultivating the opportunity for Jesus to show you his face? Throughout this past week, our Holy Father, Pope Francis, has been joining pilgrims throughout, from throughout the world in Lisbon, Portugal for World Youth Day. And in several of his talks, he has mentioned the importance of us cultivating the practice of adoration before the Blessed Sacrament, of sitting before Jesus, of being with him, of bringing from our ordinary lives to Jesus our ordinary lives so that what? He can show us his face in the ordinary parts of our life and bring us extraordinary healing and graces and comfort. How are we cultivating? How are we making prayer a priority? Spending time with him, seeking his mercy in confession, trying to go out of our way to see the face of Christ in the poor and in the marginalized. How are we making that an effort each and every day of our life? And if we're not, what must I do to make it intentional so that I can see the face of God? Because the same thing that happened on Tabor, Jesus desires for each and every one of us. Think of it this way. In the gospel story today, we heard that Jesus' face shone like the sun, but his clothes were illuminated and were bright white. Jesus was not one with his clothes, and yet they absorbed his divinity. Jesus is one with you and me through our shared humanity. Imagine what he can do to your soul and to your life. If he can take clothes that are simple, that are not part of the divine essence, that are not part of his nature, and he can take what can he do for us because Jesus is fully human. This is what he desires for each and every one of us. To be like him. Not just suffer and struggle and go through trudgery and toil in this life, but for that to be the fulfillment of our life right here and now. He offers that to us. He doesn't offer us earthly glory or luxury. He offers us union with Him that will make us like Him and that will bring us joy and happiness and peace in the midst of chaos and craziness. So what are you going to do this week to seek His face, to let Him show you the fullness of His glory in the everyday and ordinary circumstances of your life because he desires it and he will do it if you remain faithful, if you listen to him and you seek his face.